Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abile. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our Working Philosophies on Life and Living with a Mental Illness. Before we get started, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. delving into the two it's not even well the the broad topic is rumination but I think the way that I would categorize it is into the positive and the negative what do you think Lex? I agree I think that they are well I think they're more than two sides but I mean we can start there um there's definitely an aspect of rumination which can lead you in a positive direction and there is the aspect that really can be detrimental um, just in overall. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I'm just kind of categorizing it the way that I am because it's, there are so many, like it's an umbrella term for so much that your mind can take you to. But I think especially when you are in, like when you, when you're the sort of person that, for example, I am where I'm just like the way that I connect with the world is through my head. And I'm very introverted. So then there are times where I'll be able to ruminate on how I would like to tackle maybe a difficult conversation with a friend or a family member. And then I'm able to do so very well. But then there are times where I will ruminate to the point of my own detriment. So then I'll almost try and convince myself that no, no one actually cares about me. Everyone's just sparing my feelings, you know, that kind of thing, as opposed to using the other side of it which is to say oh this is how you can go about this one thing and it's it's sometimes easier to go into the negative than it is the positive um for someone like me who's a verbal processor uh, mm-hmm. uh, when i do not have access to someone <laughs> with whom i can process yeah i then get to a, a point where my mind goes in this direction and it gets fixated on an idea mm-hmm. and then that idea kind of spreads into other ideas and before I know it um, we've gone in so many different directions which are not um, part of the the thought process that you know are not actually where I needed to go with those thoughts and so yeah it's really important sometimes for me to be clear that, okay, this is the issue. This is what mm-hmm. we should be focusing on. And to sometimes reach out and say, hey, I need to process this. Um, are you mm-hmm. available? And mm-hmm. sometimes to just write it out so that it's somewhere else and not just sitting in my mind. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I value journaling as much as I do, because there are sometimes moments where, you know, obviously I'll be in, let's say, a classroom setting and then some thought due to the topic that we might be talking about pops into my head and then I kind of recognize that oh I can't talk about this right now because it's not relevant to the situation so then I kind of tuck it away into the back of my mind but then by the time I get back to it several days or even weeks might have passed by before I've really had time to you know, really think about that one thought that I had because just like you I'm not a verbal processor but you know, I sometimes need to sit with my thoughts and really almost categorize them. Otherwise, then they just spill out into places within my life where they don't need to be. 
you know, and I think that's why ruminating can, you know, it's a double-edged sword in a lot of ways, but it's, it's almost like being able to know which, which is the less abrasive side of the sword, if I, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you talk about it being positive in some aspects, and I think Mm -hmm. that that's when we have to really dig deep. You know, mm-hmm. when we're, when we've got, you know, when there's something that we have to um, give a little more focus, where we have to make a decision even, and we can't just um, do that yeah. without, you know, without some, some kind of um, giving it some time, mm-hmm. you know, to just mull over it. And I think what then happens is that that allows us to make better decisions. That allows us to think through what we're going to say, how we're going to act, um, and then that makes it more appropriate. The mm-hmm. challenge, though, is that when you over like when you ruminate to to the extent that you don't make decisions. So even in that, that positive angle, is that yeah. you're thinking about something so long that you don't get to the point that you make the decision or um, that you act on it. Like I I think about you know, which is not even like not a negative space, but I think about making decisions about uh, whether it's a vacation, let's mm-hmm. say. And that's a good yeah. thing is that you need to take a break. And so you are thinking about places to go. But the longer mm-hmm. you take, the more, you know, by the time you've made the decision, flights are more expensive or yeah. whatever it is. And so yeah. even though you're you know, taking the time was important and doing some of the research was important, um, you've now landed in a position that makes you a little more anxious. No, absolutely. I think there is that aspect of where the the biggest negative of rumination, I would say, is when you kind of box yourself into a place of, oh, I'll get to it, or I don't really need to, to weigh in on this, especially when it's like in regards to yourself. Because I think I have a friend who's not very good at you know, she, she's amazing at giving advice to other people, especially, you know, that being where she is at in life, you know, she has a partner, they're planning on getting married, et cetera, et cetera. But something that I found very interesting was that she wasn't able to give the same, almost nurturing to herself that she is to other people. And I just, I think that's almost the like the coming back to this double-edged sword aspect of, it's so it's easier sometimes to think for yourself and then it can also be easier to think about for other people than it is pertaining to you because then I, I think the ultimate is that you don't want to make a mistake because then yeah, you have to come yes. back and say oh I made a mistake and I should have thought about it more but you know there was there wasn't enough time and then I think it's also the fear of like other people won't understand that you know you mm-hmm. you may have you may have jumped the gun a little bit and not really ruminated as you should have, but just rushed because then you wanted to get it over with. Well, you know, I think that you make a good point is that um, that fear of making a mistake often feeds, uh, often feeds that, that time you spend obsessing over something. Because mm-hmm. I think that's part of rumination and that's part of acknowledging what it is like what if I mess this up and then all of these unnecessary consequences like occur because I 
A, tripped myself up by thinking too much, but also had I not thought about this precisely and calmly, then I would have been the impetus for something horrible happening. So I think, you know, when it comes to rumination and ruminative moments, we have to just be, you have to somehow try to be concise and think enough, but then stop yourself when you're thinking too much, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so far we've spoken about it, you know, in the sense of having a current situation and thinking Mm -hmm. about the future and the future consequences. The Mm -hmm. other aspect for me is literally when I am going through the past, I am replaying an event, replaying a mistake, replaying some sort of trauma, and it's just going as a loop. It's like I'm Mm -hmm. watching a video playing and it's just on repeat and on repeat Mm -hmm. and on repeat. And that, again, like I said, brings up so much anxiety because for me, I, I then think, oh my gosh, I made such a big mistake and it's so unforgivable. And that's not, you know, because Uh. even if it was major, the fact that you've learned from it and you've changed behavior means that, you know, it was a lesson versus it being something that is punishable. And I learned that recently. I learned really that a lot of, um, a a lot of thought patterns that have come out of um, trauma are that I will look at things in the past and I will overthink it. And in Mm -hmm. some way, I can't change it, right? There is absolutely nothing I can do. I can't go back in a time machine and say, hey, make different decisions. Um, And so that obviously feeds this idea of, well, if I make a decision now, how is it going to affect my future? How is it going to affect me right now? And and I think that 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 can be really destructive. And Uh um, it can be super destructive. Because like I said, you know, I I don't even know how to really hammer this point is that looking back and really going over that time and time again um, is so just is so dangerous for your present. No, absolutely. I think I've had the same kind of like, I wish I had a time machine like scenarios where it's like, oh, that... I shouldn't have done that because A, it was embarrassing and B, now I looked like a loon in front of other people. Um, and so, I mean, I think there, there's some aspect of rumination where you get caught up in the, not just the swing of the past, but also how you cannot do that thing again. Yes. And then for some reason, it, 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 it's like a negative feedback loop where it's like, okay, if you just just reword what you said last time so that it's not the same it's not the same like mishmash of uh ridiculous that you you know exposed yourself to previously and I think a lot of anxiety is caught up or can be brought up by our rumination but I think it's always not even always but sometimes you have to look at okay but what is my intent with thinking about this thing Mm-hmm. And what is it that I want to convey as opposed to, you know, how am I not going to make myself look bad? Because I think sometimes even within the rumination process, we sometimes bring what other people may think into it too much. Yes. I think, I think there's like a part where I always forget this, even though I'm someone who will always say this to other people, but like no one really cares that much, you know, 
you're not that important. And, yes. you know, sometimes there's like, <laughs> there's, there's something that hurts about that. But at the same time, it's so freeing to just be like, yeah, no one cares that much. And if they do, there's something weird with them as well. <laughs> That's, yes. Like, yeah. Not even weird. That's their problem. It is. They're worried about me and my life so much. That's not, that should not actually affect me. But what I was going to say in addition to that is um, you can add so what. Even if that person is or there are people out there who are judging you. So what is the worst thing that can happen? And um, I saw this once and I can't remember where, where the mm. person uh, kind of, takes an idea to its worst possible outcome right mm -hmm. so they think it through very quickly and they say this is the worst thing that could happen in this situation and then mm -hmm. they're like oh okay it's unlikely that that would happen and that frees them for me however I spiral the minute that yeah. happens I yeah. I let the thought go so far into the future or so far into the bad if I mm -hmm. can put it that way and I spiral. It spirals and, you know, it, it gets completely out of control. And before I know it, I have consumed all of that energy. And then and then I go into like a very deep depression yeah. because it then puts me in a place where I, I'm not able to to crawl out. I'm not mm. able to pull myself out of that because I've let these thoughts, which are either from the past and like you say, that ne negative feedback loop. Or they're mm -hmm. about the, the future, which I cannot predict, which I am assuming is going to be tainted by the decisions I'm making or the decisions I've made previously. No, totally. And I think I'm sort of, I'm, funny enough, the, the sort of person you just described about, like, thinking about taking something to its absolute negative. I... I do do that, but I think I do it in such in an almost like imaginative way that that could never possibly happen. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I think every example that I, I I can think of is always related to like you know when you let's say you want to ask someone out on a date, and the worst thing that they could probably do is just not only shut you down but also you know pick you apart as a person in front of other people. But then you have to remember that if they they do that, that's not a reflection on you because all you did was ask a question right yes. so I think when you remember that again coming back to intent and coming back to balance you know there's always a middle ground in every decision that we make and nothing that we do in life I think even like decision wise or unless it's you know something like I'm not even sure I can't think of uh, a fair example but you know nothing that we do is ever inherently a curse or a blessing there's always like this this diet not even dichotomy there's always like this middle place that we always have to come back to and I think in instances where we either spiral or it goes quickly it's okay to second think it but not want to take it back you know yes mm. yes yes and yes I really I just <laughs> just having this conversation for me <laughs> I just remember, <laughs> I just remember you saying, okay, we're going to do this episode. And I was like, well, what if I don't have anything to say? Exactly. What if what I have to say is, <laughs> is not relevant? <laughs> and what if I can't? I mean, why? Why must I do that? Why? Yeah. You know, 
And I mm. think to take it back, really, like I said, to take it back from from going into into the abyss, for me, is having to say, so what? So yeah. what if you have nothing to say? So what if you sound however, you know, you're going to sound and somebody doesn't like it? So what? And at the yeah. end of it, it's like, oh, okay, I can do that thing. Let's go with it. You know, so yeah, I think I think it's really it's really about taking control of those thoughts. And I know that that's a difficult thing as well, like I just said. Uh, but it's really sometimes acknowledging the thought and saying, you are not going to hold me captive. I understand that this mm-hmm. is where you're going to go or where you want to go, but you're not going to hold me captive. And so I am going to quickly make a decision or mm-hmm. I am going to release myself from that past self release myself from that judging self that's saying well you are such a terrible person and that's not true I made a mistake Mm -hmm. that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that's who I am yeah and I mean and to the people who may have known you and still maybe maybe a part of your life so like let's say you know you're still in touch with the classmates who were there uh when you mess up a word in your presentation and they still hold that against you um they can go away that's fine they'll be fine do you know what I mean? There are other things. I think oftentimes we, we tend to forget that we are human beings amongst other human beings. And there's always someone who has done worse than you. Not that that's a, um, <clears throat> an excuse to kind of, you know, plunder something. Not even plunder something, but sort of like drive something to its worst possible place simply to make yourself feel better. But it is, you know, it's okay to be like, well, I mean, yes, I made a mistake, but we, we move on, you know, and that, that, like you said, freeing yourself from the kind of, not shame, but the, the, the secondhand embarrassment that you still somewhat feel when you think about it is okay. And people who want to always take you back to that place probably shouldn't be around you anyway. And so sometimes it's about freeing ourselves from ourselves, but also freeing ourselves from other people, because when it comes to ruminative spaces, that is ultimately your own space so you can control who it is you allow into it and what you allow into it so yeah no, I think I just like that that idea of I'm going to free myself from this I'm going to make this decision and whatever and whatever the consequence I will take it but I'm not going to take back the decision yes mm. yes I think we'll leave it at that I mean that's exactly it yeah um well, this is, we hope that this has been insightful as much as, as we've had this conversation, it has helped me to reframe the way that I think about ruminative thoughts and mm-hmm. the way that I, I think I can manage that better. Yeah, same. And yeah, keep in touch, guys. We'll be back. And a note, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. Thank you.